episode of the truth perspective um, i'm really excited to dive into what we have planned today we started um, i think we laid the, the foundation last week on what we are about and some of the things that we are going to be um, discussing in um, this on this journey so um, if you're joining from youtube you are welcome to this um, episode you are welcome to this podcast and um, this podcast is available on the major you know podcast um, podcast service providers it's on spotify it's on google podcast um, i certainly hope by this time it will now be available on the google podcast it is on um, apple podcast and of course you can have it on you can go to rss.com and you'll also have it on there so excited to have you guys here today and uh, we'll be I'll be starting with the scripture today and that is that scripture is in 1st Peter chapter 3 verse 15 um I think the the groundwork has been laid we can just get started into um, um you know what are, are major topics so 1st Peter 3 um 13 I'll read but in your heart you revere Christ as Lord Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Very interesting, um, you discovering that the Bible actually expects us to give reason for the hopes that we have. Basically, every time the Bible is saying you, you as a Christian, you have to be prepared to give reason to explain what you believe to explain the things that you have faith in to ex to give reason to people not necessarily and i haven't finished that part not necessarily to in in an argument or um in a manner that will not bear any fruits because that's not what the bible is advocating the later part of that scripture says that but do this with gentleness and respect with gentleness and respect, not with the arrogance of knowledge. The Bible doesn't want that. The Bible wants you to give reason for what you believe. So this is actually from the Bible, First Peter um, chapter 3, verse 15. Again, very important as Christians, especially in this age that we are in, this is um, we are in an information age. I mean, literally, information is at the tip of everybody's hand. I mean, um, the other day at, um, in the house, we were just, um, I was having a conversation with my wife, and I was just poking fun at, at um, you know, some of the some of the, the things that I said, and I just mentioned, you know, when the Bible said. Um, Adam and when God created Adam and Eve, um, remember that Adam was first to be created, and then God said that God took um, the ribs out of Adam to form Eve, and that is why every man um, has a missing rib. I honestly, well, I just made the statement without any facts or any reasoning um, backing it up, just because it's in the Bible, uh, and of course. I knew I was exposing myself to to a statement that could easily be debunked because it is it's just a, a function of um, someone looking that looking that up on 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 the internet and then you know easily that statement can be falsified. Of course, I wasn't expecting 
I wasn't expecting um, that to be true in any way because, um, you know, in scenarios like that in the Bible, and it's one of the things that we'll talk about in scenarios like that or instances like that in the Bible, um, especially in the Genesis, especially uh, in the creation of earth and, 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 and man, you see, most of the things that God did there, they are mostly descriptive. It's described how the first instance was created. It is not prescriptive, which means, well, it is not something that is expected as a norm. So, well, immediately I made the statement. My wife did something. She went on the Google, she went on, on, on Google and well, immediately tried to refute, refute that. She called her sister, who was a medical doctor, and well, to my amazement, honestly, when she looked that up, I wasn't expecting that there's even a condition like that, because um, that was just uh, a myth. And well, there are there are some medical, some people are born with missing ribs, but it's not a general, it's not a norm, it's not a norm. So well. I just said this to, to let you know, to, to, to make the statement that in this age that we live in, we have to be careful of, you have to be mindful of words that come out of our mouth. It is very, very important for us to, 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 to have rational reasoning um, for every statement that we make. If you don't believe it, do not make that statement because especially when you are defending things about God or you are defending certain faith or certain precepts or certain um, um um, concept, you have to know what you are saying beyond doubt because you see, it is very easy to refute any statement in this age that we live in. I, I lead a, a teens church and a youth, well, teens to, to young adults um, um, church. And one thing I found uh, my experience, my short experience in that, in leading that, that group, shout out to to my to my guys um is that everyone expects to know why something is is so you know it's i guess it's it's part of this post millennial or post modernist ideology where everyone questions everything and I, every time i try to explain to them um why some of the things are so you see growing up and i'm sure the generations be before me um, one of the things that, especially in, in, in West Africa, one of the things, well, not West Africa, I, I can only speak for my tribe, um, the Yoruba tribe in Nigeria, uh, we, we, have, we grew up not knowing or, well, not knowing, not like we don't know how to, we don't know to question, but we grew up without questioning what our elder says. We grew up just trusting what our elders say. If you question the elders, it is considered rude, especially when they are making a statement and you are trying to question, but why should I believe that? But we, we are not conditioned to actually question. I guess that's a more appropriate way to, to put it. We are conditioned to not question. You know, you just take it, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and that's it. You do it, you know, but this age is different. And that's what that's that's some of the balances that um, I think parents in this age that um, they face. Well, my kids are not grown enough to 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 question at the moment, but I expect them to do that. I expect them when they grow to a certain age to also question some of the things that I tell them. I should not take that as um, as them being rude, but 
Instead, I should explain things to them because it is good for them to question things. When they question, they understand why they should do it. It is not like they are not going to do it, but they, they have to have a good reason for doing it. If, if I'm going to do something anyway, I, I certainly don't want you to come and necessarily come and start telling me um, to do it when you want me to do it. Now, that can be seen in certain scenarios as um, being rebellious, but th what I'm trying to say is this age, people question. You know, you when you ask a regular teenager to do something, is most likely going to ask you why. Or you tell them something, maybe some of the things that you believe in, it can be a myth, it can be um, a saying. They, they try to poke holes into what you are saying to really see if it really makes sense. They are trying to make sense of what we are saying or what, what you've told them. And I don't think we should discourage that. We should not discourage that. Instead, we should work on ourselves to have reasons for the things that we say. You know, if it doesn't make sense, we should not expect everyone to have <laughs> to, 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 to believe things um, just on the face of it. Now, there are scenarios where um, there are instances where you'll have to, well, where you'll have to um, believe things without necessarily having all the information. But it should not be a norm. It should be an exception. And that is what the Bible is saying here, that always be ready to give reason for the hope that you have when people ask you why do you believe in jesus or why jesus you should be able to give reason why jesus you know if people question why do you why are you so interested in marriage or why are you married or why are you going to church or why are you you know be always ready to give reason for the things that you believe, the things that you do. It is important in this day and age. You know, most people now assume, they, 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 they claim that religion is a lazy excuse for explaining the, the something that is uh, mysterious, to explaining mysterious concepts. Well, it is not every mysterious thing that is supernatural, you know, but that does not mean that the supernatural does not exist. Supernatural meaning that it has no meaning. It is, it goes against logic. It goes against reasoning. It goes against everything that you know, but not everything is like that. Not every miracle is supernatural, but that doesn't mean that miracles does not exist doesn't mean that miracle does not exist all right so as christians as christians we need to we ought to we ought to examine you know the core beliefs in fact i'm not even sure everyone even knows what this christianity even is about you know you find so many things on the internet these days that makes you just it blows my mind sometimes when I have to, when I read some things on the internet, what so-called Christian, the value that they, that they espouse, it is mind-boggling. And, and I'm thinking, where 
have we gone wrong with Christianity? You know, when we cannot, I, I, I think we don't, we cannot maintain the Christian worldview because we don't really know what that view is. I've heard this over and over, people saying that, well, the Bible does not teach clearly um, about this subject, about this subject, about that subject. And it just blows my mind how the level of ignorance um, when, when people say things like that. You know, this morning we were still having this discussion. I think someone posted um, something about marriage and... Oh, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't about marriage. Someone, someone, posted, um, uh, um, someone posted something about um, naming the child in the... Naming your child... A woman naming the child um, in the name of the, the father of the child. You know, taking the surname of the, child, of the father of the child and... Um, they said, this is 2021, uh, I carried the baby for nine months, nine months then, I shouldn't have to do that. And, and, and I was telling my wife, it's either, it's either we are Christians or we are not. If we are going to take the institution of marriage, then we should abide by the constitution that governs the marriage. You know, God instituted marriage and the, the 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 explanation or the the makeup of marriage can only be found in the originator or the idea of marriage so god put that idea in place so if we really want to understand what what how marriage is constituted we should look at what the originator says about marriage and that's what i just told my wife that it's either we are Christians and we maintain a, a Christian worldview for everything, or we are not, or we are not Christians, you know? And most people will, I know there are lots of, lots of wrong ideas, lot of wrong perception about the institutions in the Bible, from the Bible, the institution of the family, marriage, you know, uh, uh, um, human sexuality, there are lots of wrong teachings, wrong ideas prevalent now. As Christians, we can no longer stay passive. We have to get active in understanding what the Bible says. What do we believe? As Christians, what do we believe? When we are faced with situation, what should you believe about that situation? How do you interpret how do you interpret that situation? You know, the world just went through, I believe it's waning, it's waning now, through COVID, the coronavirus. And it is, it is amazing how fearful Christians got. I do not say this to, 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 to make some people feel anyhow but it is just something that is really troubling to the body of christ how fearful christians got how fearful the church got well not all churches how quickly christians are uh, they abandoned what the bible teaches what god says it shows i mean i mean this period just showed how 
secularized we have gotten in the body of Christ. And it is, it is, it is high time that we, we start getting back to the scriptures, start getting back to the Bible, start getting back to the basics, really knowing what it is that we believe. You know, if, 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 you, if you are convinced of a knowledge, if you are convinced that something is true, nothing anyone says can change your mind about it. I'm not saying do not be open to, to other arguments um, against what you believe to be true, but you will go the extra miles to defend what you believe because you are convinced with every fiber of your being on what you believe. It is important that this day we actually go back. And I, and I think this is, this is what the Bible meant when it says examine of yourself if you are still in faith. We have to take stock of what we believe. When you are faced with a situation and you are fearful, are you walking based on your beliefs or are you looking at, the, are you approaching that, scenario, that, that situation from a, a carnal perspective? And, and that is why I, when, when I started with the podcast and I have this um, truth perspective, even I was, I was thinking about here the magnitude of saying the truth because this is a very dangerous area to get into. When I say dangerous area, it means you you have to know what the truth is for you to maintain a, a particular perspective um, of it. And what we see now is everyone being relative in their thinking. They are being relativistic in their approach to 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 issues to things you consider every other possible um, knowledge that is out there every other um, alternate uh, um, um, perspective the truth is just the truth it is always important to stay on the side of the truth because it is easy to defend the truth because you don't have to then remember a whole lot of things. That is why we have to always be on that side of the truth. Some people don't even believe that the truth exists. Some people believe that truth is very relative depending on the circumstance. What is true can be different. Well, that is not true. It is simply not true. The truth is the truth. There is nothing else but the truth. You know, I'm sure we'll get into this um, sometimes later. Let's go back to to the point of this of this episode, and that is what we as Christians what we believe. Now there are lots of things that we believe that the Bible teaches. Um, even believing in the Bible itself, it's a belief. But we'll get there. But what what are the core tenets of the Christian doctrine? You know, a whole lot of the Christian doctrine, if you want to really understand the Christian doctrine, I believe every Christian should read um, the book of Romans because the core teachings, the core doctrine of Christianity is found in the book of Romans. It is loaded. It is loaded. And you have to take it. If you are going to be a Christian, you have to take the, the, the book of Romans as the authoritative uh, source of your belief. 
If the book of, if the Bible says it is wrong, then it is wrong. If the Bible says, well, this is how you should approach it, that is how you should approach it. You know. So what it is, what it, what is it that we believe as Christians? I'll just go through what I, what I think are the main tenets of 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 our beliefs. Now there are a lot of other things that adds over to on top of what we believe, um, which we're still touching. We'll touch on. Um, later in this podcast um as we start looking at certain societal or certain christian um um uh, topics or issues in the society and how we as christians how we should approach or how we should believe not controlling your beliefs what this is what the bible says about them and we show you we, i'll show you from the scriptures what the bible um, says about them so as as christians what then do we believe in so i'm just going to go through some of this and and i want us to just keep an open mind right keep an open mind um this is not i, I hope to prevent present enough evidence for you to be convinced and then um for you to for you to 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 start thinking my main goal is to get you thinking as a christian even as an unbeliever to get you thinking you know and in here uh we we have to define what we believe as christian we just have to define what we believe it is important that um we define what we believe and we stay within the confines of what we believe because the Bible is explicit on a whole lot of things. In some things, the Bible is not explicit. But when you when you consider when you when you go through the narrative of the Bible, it helps you explain the things that um, you know would rather uh, would some would categorize as being borderline. You know, so uh, as coordinates of Christianity, or as a Christian, we believe that we believe in God. We believe that there is a God, the God who created. The universe he created heaven and earth the bible says it genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth the bible is a book about god we believe in god who created the heaven and the earth and this god that we believe in as a christian and it's it is important that we keep going back to this because different people have different ideas of god you know of who god is if what the theistic religion um which we have three basically three of them uh our ideas of god they are they're different so we have to define who the god that we christians say that we believe in because when when christians say they believe in god and the jews say well if they are not Judeo Christian, if um, you have um, Judaism believing in God, if they say God, they mean different thing to what the God that we believe in. Now, we believe in the same God, the same idea of or the same being God, but how God has manifested Himself over time. Has revealed himself over time our perception of that our understanding of that God is different now there is the third theistic religion which is Islam 
when Muslims claim they believe in God, it is very important as Christians to know that what our ideas of God, they are different. And I've heard this over and over, especially in my Nigerian context, well, say we are praying to the same God, even though the idea seems right. But as Christian, we should not hold that perspective. It is important that we don't hold that perspective. We do not pray to the same God. We believe in God who created heaven and the earth, but who we pray to is different. Our approach to God is different. The character of the God that we pray to it's different. The, our understanding of the God that we believe in is different. Don't fall into the relativistic mind of saying, well, we don't even know which religion is true, which one leads to God, because everyone lay claims to, um, well, the three religions lay claims to God. Well, we are still going to cover a whole number on, on that. Um, but we, our understanding of God is completely different. So that is something we have to first settle. Now, we believe in God, who is the creator of the heaven and earth. And this God is a single being that has existed and has re revealed himself to us in three distinct persons. Trinity. That is where, that is where Trinity comes into it. Now, we believe in a triune God. The three in one God, you know, together they form, they are one God, but they've existed distinctively in three persons. Now, how do we know that? Like I said, was to discuss this further, but throughout the scripture, God existed in three different distinct persons, but it is one God. One being, not three beings, one being, three persons. Three persons meaning three distinct characteristics, personalities that has been revealed over time. We know God the Father um, who created, who spoke at the beginning of creation. Um, we know God the Son who is Jesus Christ because he claimed that is God. And through the Bible, we know that there is another God. We will show um, this evidences in the Bible where you have this God head and this persons of God exhibited or displayed in the Bible. And we know when, when he left, when, when Jesus left, he said, I will, I will send another who is like me, you know, who is like me. And we know even in the Old Testament, the spirit of God, um, which is which, who was called God, um, has also manifested. And so, so, so we, we, throughout the scriptures, we have seen these three personalities of God existing over time. We're still going to talk about Trinity and how to, we we cannot say we fully we cannot say we fully apprehend or comprehend rather we cannot say we fully comprehend the the Trinity, but if we fully comprehend the, the Trinity, then God is not God, you know, because He holds that distinct personality, that distinct characteristics. He He, he holds that. Nothing else, there's no other explanation or no other um, being or uh, 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 idea in reality, when I say reality, in what we know um, and what we can conceive, 
that is like God. Moving on. We believe in a triune God and this God created man. Now, when he created man, man fell into sin and a lot of things happened into, in the world. We are still going to expound on that because that provides the basis for a whole lot of things happening in the world. But man fell and the devil became the God of this world. The Bible says that the devil is the God of this world. Men were created to rule the world and when God created the earth, God said it's good. But man fell and sin prevailed. So man has been in the journey of the redemption seeking who can redeem him from you know, the current state, the fallen state that we have found ourselves. Now, one thing we have to realize is the situation, the dire situation of mankind. We cannot save ourselves. It is impossible to save ourselves in this state. And that's why God became man to redeem man from the penalty of sin. Now, you are not a sinner. Hmm, this is very touchy. This is something that we'll still talk about. I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying because there is an understanding around that, but this subject is not about that. Man is not a sinner by what he does. We are a sinner by our nature. We inherited the nature of sin. No matter what we do, no matter how holy we think we are, we are still doomed to fail. It is in realizing the predicament of man that necessitates God becoming man. Realizing that on our own, we cannot save ourselves that is why the God that we believe in became man in the person of Jesus Christ and offered us life to redeem us. Hmm. Some very deep things in there. That's why I believe in the redemption work of Jesus Christ. We believe in the redemption work of Jesus Christ. The blood of ram and, and goat, rams mostly, cannot save man. It is only for a period of time until the real thing comes. And that's why we believe in Jesus, who is God that became man and died for our sins. And that is why if you are going to be saved, you will have to believe in Jesus Christ and the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. You know, even Jesus himself said that he is the truth, the way is the way, the truth and life. No one goes to the Father except through me. There's this notion that by doing good, people will make heaven. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It doesn't matter the amount of good that you do, you know. You will go to a hell expressly, you know, unbothered. On that, that's why the devil is not even fighting those that that believes that by their good works they will go to heaven. 
And this does not only apply to Christian to, to unbelievers, it applies to Christians also who thinks by being super holiness is good. Good works is good. The Bible teaches that. But good works does not save you. Holiness does not save you. Prayers does not save you. Um, going to church does not save you. Those are works. They are all works. On your own, they are fine. But that is not what saves. What saves is believing in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And that is why when we believe, we believe we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. That Savior part of it is, <laughs> is believing in the work that he came to do. Only by believing in Jesus Christ will you be saved. Now, let me blow your mind. People will not go to hell for the sins they've committed. They will go to hell because they fail to believe in, in, in Jesus. You know? I can already see people trying to argue that. But that is what the Bible teaches. It is important that we know what the Bible teaches. That is what Jesus literally came and teach and taught. You know? Salvation. We believe salvation, like I've stated, only, only comes from Jesus Christ. You know, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you are not saved. John 3.16 famously quoted, um, that is basically what John 3.16 is, is, is about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believe, shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It does not say those who go to church, those who do good works, We've quoted it so many times that it has lost its meaning to a lot of people that don't think um, through the things that they are being taught. Then we believe in the Bible. We believe the Bible is the word of God. The Bible is inherent. The Bible is accurate. The Bible is true. And we believe it is the word of God. Lots of attack has come against the Bible that if if we only knew how, how rich the Bible is, we'll, in subsequent episodes, we'll be, we'll be going into the evidence of the Bible, the inherency of the Bible, the reliability of the Bible. The Bible has the word of God. It will blow your mind what you will discover about the Bible. So, just to recap, in rounding up, we believe in God, who is a triune God. And this God created heaven and earth. He created man. Man fell into sin and cannot redeem himself. God came and died for man. And that's the, uh, to, to, he, paid, he used his life to pay and redeem man from their destined death. death. <laughs> probably not putting it well but you get the idea <laughs> even though you don't you will get the idea as we proceed uh, in this because we take each of these faith and each of these tenets we, 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 we go into them and then we provide reason for what we believe because I mean if if you look at it from the outside it makes absolutely no sense the things that we believe in but it's true you know, it is the nature of truth. It is true. 
So we believe in we believe Jesus Christ and in the salvation um, that he, he offers, he provides. And of course, we believe in the Bible, which is the word of God. And like I said, a whole lot of beliefs are hinged on this. Now, in the Christian body, uh, interpretation of different uh, things from the Bible, they are, well, they are debatable, but we we do not stray for the, from this core um, tenet that I've, that I've um, stated. We believe in all that. Everyone agrees on that. It's just, well, our understanding and interpretation of certain concepts, well, they differ, you know, but that does not mean that we don't believe the same thing. We believe the same thing, you know, and, and, and we'll talk about some, some perversion that have come into the Christian body, uh, 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 not even uh, the, the, the body of Christ, mm, religions that are, that are like Christ, uh, sorry, are like Christianity, but they are actually not Christianity uh, because they are missing the key component or the key tenets of what we believe in. So, uh, We'll, we'll dive deeper into most of this, give evidences, biblical evidences, non-biblical evidences that my, my, my anchor is always the scripture. Because if you believe the scripture, which we have to provide sufficient reason to believe in the scripture, then everything that we do should be based on what the Bible says. We have to look at the world, approach the world um, from the biblical perspective. And that is why I, I, I mentioned in the beginning that it is important that we as Christians that we maintain, we maintain a biblical perspective. And we'll be, we'll be talking more on that in subsequent episodes. Um, thank you for um, this. You can go on the podcast. Please rate uh, the the podcasts and uh, in different uh, on different platform on Spotify on Google Podcast on Apple Podcast uh, you know you rate it so that other people can find you can subscribe um, to 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 get latest um, um, episode as as they have been released and of course if you're watching on YouTube thank you for joining me you can subscribe to the channel. Um, and I just hope that you you start thinking about uh, that I, I challenge you enough to start thinking about some of the things that we believe in, some of the things you believe, and um, I just truly hope that as 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 this had been some of the things have been said from here, the Holy Spirit will expound more on those things that have been said. I'll see you next time. Thank you. God bless.